Hello, I'm Angela Paterns. And la 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 la. La 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 la. <laughs> Hear that? The She's back. Full throated glory of the Harmer voice. <clears throat> so the Harmer voice went AWOL for a while sure there, did. didn't it? Yeah, it was ages. It was about 10 days. Family was thrilled. I'm, I can imagine that they would be. <laughs> um, and were you? I mean, it must have been horrific for you to lose your voice. What do you mean <laughs> by mean, that? I just mean that it would have been horrible. You you talk for a living, let's face it, don't you? Uh, meaning that you don't? No, I do too. I just detect a little <laughs> bit of a tone. It must no have tone. been awful for you no, to well, lose your well, voice. Well, that's right. Well, you talk a lot and you talk <sighs> for a living. Yeah, Mantula. Yes. You, you're you on radio. Yes. That's what you do for a living. I know. But I didn't lose my voice. You did. Um, it's a good illness, though, isn't it, uh, losing your voice? Oh, because it's terrific. Because people know that you're sick. You're not bunging it on. Yeah, you just have to right. open your mouth. Oh, I, I, feel, oh, I don't feel very good. Oh, no, I can come in. <laughs> no, no, no don't bother. No, please don't bother. You stay home and look after yourself. I got sent... A, a huge box of, uh, you know, presentation box of cherries and strawberries. Magnificent. I had people bringing over chicken soup. And the good thing about it is with laryngitis, you don't feel all that bad. No. So you can, no one will call you for days and days and you can go off and have a facial, which is a lot better <laughs> than chicken soup. And you don't really need to stay in bed at all, do you? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So it was good, but I'm glad I'm back. Yes. Is it just yes. me or is everybody walking? Everybody walks now. It seems to be this, it's a craze. It seems to be the thing that adults do to mm. stay fit, get fit, feel better. Isn't it? So it's very funny when you, were, when you were saying that, you know, everyone's walking these days and you think about, you know, all those African women who have to walk miles and that's miles right. to rivers <laughs> to get water and <laughs> bring it day. back so they can actually live. Well, that's what we're built for, of course, but most of us spend our lives sitting. Mm. And so everybody forces themselves now to get up and walk, including me. Do you walk? Oh, yeah. I, I have a bit of crazes for it sometimes. I've got a fairly good walk back from the kids' school, which is about about an hour, I suppose. Oh, that's and a if good I one. get my act together, I'll do that. I've got the walking machine in the bedroom. You don't really want to be seen <laughs> pounding the streets, and everyone goes, "Oh, look, there goes Fatso trying to get fit." Oh, when you can do it in fine. in the privacy of your own bedroom and watch TV at the same time, <laughs> I like that. Well, I do it with headphones on. I listen to the radio, though. I don't listen to to music as I walk, um, and I pick my times. That is. Now I go for a walk at either sunrise or sunset. Mm, very nice. And it's beautiful. And I just walk along and I smell the mm. beautiful uh, perfume of the early spring. Well, the jasmine's jasmine. out at the moment, which Absolutely is lovely. Absolutely gorgeous. I've got my favourite passion fruit vine where I just nick the odd passion fruit off to you now. <laughs> Watching them ripen week after week <laughs> after week. But I just wanted to share with you this lovely email from one of our downloaders called Sandra. She says, I plug you in as I go for my de-stress walk after work and find myself laughing off the day's irritations and worries. I must look a sight. I have a head of curly hair and just realise no one else can see that I have earphones in. <laughs> they must think I'm barking mad. And I'm reminded of a friend who told me recently she went for a walk. There's this famous walk around Sydney called the Bay Run mm -hmm. and it's a, a paved walk or run or ride all, all the way around a, a bay which mm. is very beautiful. She got mugged in broad daylight walking around this Bay Run. She had a... a well, what did she have with her? 
an iPod. You see, I don't take, I don't listen to anything when I go out. I just, I just, well, don't take your iPod. That's uh, everybody does. That's how half of our listeners listen to us. Wendy. I put they about walk a, with us two dollars in the iPods. waistband. You know, if I or if that if yeah. I need or five dollar note if I need to buy a water and that's it. Listen mm. to say hello to people. Well, as I take walk by. I, I take my it's a twelve dollar AM FM portable radio. Well, no one, radio. no. You see, you I'm see, not going to get mugged for that. Well, but the mugger won't be able to tell. They'll be so full of adrenaline. Well, that and ready <laughs> to grab you that then they'll mug you and then go. Oh, bloody well, you know, hell! It's only a crappy old oh, yeah. transistor. Transistor. That's right. Well, a lot of people, of course, now wear them strapped to their arms. Oh, You've seen yes. that, haven't you? Yeah. Well, what happens there? iPhones and iPods Someone strapped to the and, arm. Yeah. But anyway, so this woman was approached by this mm. group of young lads, and uh, they said. Give us your effing iPod. And she said, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> well, exactly right. <laughs> then what happened? And then they said, just give us your effing iPod. And she said, what would your mothers think about you? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, she engaged them in conversation for quite some time, mm, mm. thinking, I, I think there was method in her madness. She expected more runners to come up behind her any minute mm, and sort of save mm. her from this discussion. Anyway, she ended up slapping them. <laughs> That is hilarious. Did they get the iPod in the end? No, they left in the end. Oh, it's fantastic. You know what? Because she was an older woman and she treated them like their mother or grandmother. Well, that's very interesting because... because (laughs) I, I, some years ago, and I would have been in my 40s, found someone trying to break into my car and I walked out and said... What do you think you're doing <laughs> trying to break into my car? Don't be so ridiculous. How rude. And they just sort of went, oh, what? what? <laughs> Get off with you. Be on your young way. Man. Young, young person. <laughs> young person on your way. He got such a shock that he, he left. I think there's something to be said for that. I think there is too. I might just quickly share with just you. Just before a... they grab your iPod and push you in the river. <laughs> and slit your throat. That's right. <laughs> But I was once mugged myself walking down a busy street and I heard these, I had a foolish little bag over my shoulder with the thinnest of straps Mm. and I heard these footsteps come thump, thump, thump behind me and then I felt a sort of tug on my Mm. shoulder Mm. and it took me a little while to realise that somebody just snatched this little bag off my shoulder Mm. and ran away in front of me down the street Mm. and I was walking down the street with an old friend and I immediately let loose with the most foul language. <laughs> you effing <laughs> Stop! Of course, I didn't have the presence of mind to say, stop, thief. <laughs> Just stop, you swear, 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 curse, curse, curse. And the person I was with thought... This was somebody who I hated from you know, from my past, you know, an ex. <laughs> so you've got form. An ex-boyfriend. <laughs> you've got form. That'll be agile. Not another one of those exes that she's berating right. in the middle of the street. That's right. So anyway, I just took off after him. I took off That's after what him. adrenaline will do. It's what it did. So I went pelting down the street full bore. After this chap, screaming obscenities as I went, yes. just screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> and as I say, if only I'd said, stop thief, uh, a, a dozen passers-by may mm. have you know, mm. helped mm. or tripped him mm. over. Anyway, he ducked down the side street. I followed, and the next thing he did, he obviously went, buck at this for a joke, threw my bag over his shoulder and ran away. Hooray! <laughs> it's fantastic. So I got the whole thing back. <laughs> so what's the moral of this story? 
Well, I don't know what the moral of the story is to tell you the truth. Does there need to be one? Well, I was just thinking, are we saying that, you know, perhaps a little bit of righteous indignation and a bit of foot leather is, is the way to go? Well, or perhaps, you... I, I think, you know, at times, I mean, mm. we could say that and then, you know, somebody might pull out their gun and that would be the end of that. So in which case it wouldn't be very sound advice at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. But being a fierce older lady can, yes, we talk a lot in this show about being invisible. But you just watch out, any of you young robbers who might be listening. Yes, that's right. You might think we're invisible, but we turn, we turn. We talk and turn then, very, very nasty. Very nasty so We are for a you. force to be reckoned so with. So watch out. <laughs> Because there was a, a lovely uh, email that we got about after we were talking about the, the invisibility, and this is from Anthony. Mm. I'm a late 40s Aussie bloke who loves your podcast. I too get strange looks on the train as I snigger and smirk. Glad to hear. We're <laughs> making everyone <laughs> to be social pariahs. Yes, it's great. That's right. A recent episode had Ange discussing how she felt being ignored while walking down the street with her daughter. I had a similar experience in the perfume hall of a shopping mall in downtown Sydney recently. My wife's birthday was coming up and I thought I'd go down there to get some perfume as a present for her. Mm. Nice, Anthony. Yes. My plan was to sweep through the hall, accepting the little sprayed cards from all the vendors <laughs> who would offer them to me and then I'd make a decision. Well, I got right through to the other end and none of the little stick figure sales ladies approached me. <laughs> the second pass yielded the same result. Surely the third time would produce success. No. There were a dozen or so vendors and clearly none of them thought I would have any reason for wanting to purchase perfume. Dejected, I left and bought something totally different. Oh, I, there you go. Mm, I might be physically unappealing as a potential partner to these young sales ladies, but there is one person who values me. I not, but maybe Brad, I'm assuming Pitt, or George. Clooney, but I have enough money to spend and these ladies didn't get it. Good. Good on you, Anthony. Well done, Anthony. Good on you, Anthony, although they'll probably never know. Because I think actually it's just the human condition to be in love with sort of, you know, looks and surface and beauty. And, you know, like people can rave on about the idea of lookism. Have you ever heard anyone rave on about that, some mad feminist person? rave on about, oh, it's really terrible. We live in a society obsessed by lookism. Yes, but we do. Yeah, but... but uh, we do. I mean, there was a study quite recently which showed that the best-looking people got the best jobs. Yes, but that's been like that always. Has it? I don't think, you know, if you look around the walls of the Egyptian tomb, there'll be no one up there with a head like a smashed crab. They'll all be good-looking. You know, they will. It's just human nature. It's the pursuit of beauty and it's hardwired into us. Yeah, I suppose it so is. So you can't do nothing about it, no, I, I suppose reckon. You can. But still, can we just get back to poor Anthony? Mm. I feel for him because I know exactly what he means. Don't you agree? You can walk through these things and be accosted by them and you just want to swap them away like flies. Yes, I think we had another email. I haven't got it here in front of me, but that. Uh, but we did have an email from one of our lovely listeners who said there are advantages of this. She goes into a shop with mm. her very, very good-looking son mm. and of course all the sales girls swarm Flop. over them and they get their coffees and sandwiches before anybody else yes look i'm finding it's sort this... of like tying a uh, a chop to a kid so the dog will play with yes. it it's a bit like that <laughs> there should maybe should it's be a place yabbies where, yes, you should you could go and rent a very attractive person 
Who would you go down the street with? Look, this is happening more and more with my daughter. We went to the you should to, rent her a restaurant the other day. Rent her out. Went to the restaurant the other day and all the young Italian waiters just swarmed. Fabulous. I've never had better service in my life. See? There you go. <laughs> so it's not all bad. Hey, when? Mm. I just happened to watch a documentary about Prince Charles the other night. Yes. It was, I think it was the one that was put out uh, for his 60th birthday, mm. which I, I don't even know how old it was, and probably not that old. Mm. Anyway, you know what? Mm. I know it's a really uncool thing to say. I like him. I really like Always Prince Charles. Always like Prince Charles. People pick on him so much. People laugh at him and ridicule him. Oh, I know they do. Why? Oh, because he's a person who has strong opinions and he can't fight back. He's been a he's been a, you know something of a, 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 a you know a pioneer. Of course he's been he has. Into the sort of do you the, buy his those lovely biscuits? As Cornwall, I'm not talking about his business. No, they come, they come from the farm. They come from his organic, organic farm, farm in Cornwall, right. with its uh, you know sustainable Every architecture. Every time I eat one of them, I imagine Prince Charles <laughs> pottering around the kitchen with an apron in on. a little tartan apron and making them just for me. Oh, you did, did you used to love Prince Charles when I you were young? I did. So did that's you? what I was going to ask you about because when I was mm. a kid growing up, mm. he was an eligible bachelor. Mm, yes. And I always thought I had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. And how did you think that this rendezvous <laughs> might happen? I don't know. You know, he did come to uh, Australia once mm. and he went for a swim at Bondi Beach. Yes. <laughs> and he was accosted by a beautiful looking girl in a bikini. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly thought, <coughs> why wasn't that me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was, I always had a bit of a soft spot for Prince Andrew. I oh, did myself, you? yeah, did yeah. You? I think I'm a couple of years younger than you, but Prince Andrew was uh, pretty high on my radar. No, I um, I think it's the was it. Now I'm going to ask you a bit of a. I'm going to ask you put you through the oh, ringer oh, on this one. Go. Here we go. Was it actually <laughs> Prince Charles, or was it the palace and the whole accoutrement, the princess? Yes, the whole... of course. Yes, of course. I wanted to be a princess. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting down to it, it. You see. Yeah, but it's only now that I'm starting to really quite like the guy. Yeah. I didn't mind him then. I didn't mind him then at all. Mm. But no, I wanted to be you a were, princess. You were gold digging. I wanted to be a princess. <laughs> didn't mm. you? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I wanted to be more like, I would have rather have been the queen. <laughs> <laughs> His mother. <laughs> It's so funny though, isn't it funny though, that when we were kids, like Princess Margaret, she was so glamorous, oh, you know, yes. and she was so gorgeous. I, I really thought I would quite like to be Princess Margaret. Mm. And um, how things have changed. I mean, you could never imagine that in our day that there would be stories about Princess Margaret sort of throwing up her dinner down the toilet. I mean, she didn't, princesses didn't even use the toilet no, royal family, let alone throw up their dinner down one. It's quite amazing how things have changed, isn't it? <laughs> it takes the gloss off it, it a does bit. take the romance away, no doubt yes, about that, yes. Your Majesty. So I missed out being the Queen, <laughs> just by tad. I you have often told you uh, that I have a daughter who's a bit of a card. 
you know, in the old parlance. Huge. Yes, I can't wait to hear some of her uh, impersonations. Oh, yeah, she's very, yeah, she's very good. Mm. She's very, she makes little YouTube things. Her accents are impeccable. They're great. She can do Scottish, Irish, anything. She's, she's a bit of a whiz. But she told me, she told me a funny anecdote the other day. And she said, she said, Mum, I was out. Kate and I, they're both nine. Mm. Kate and I went out to the supermarket and uh, she said, we were walking along and there was this girl there who was this sort of English girl and she was saying, get your organic sausages here. Anybody want to try an organic sausage? Lovely organic sausages, you know, all pure, no preservatives, all this sort of. Mm. So Maeve strolls up to her and says, well, I have a try of your organic sausage. Mm. And the girl <laughs> said, no, I'm sorry, you haven't got your parents with you. And Maeve <laughs> said... Well, why can't I? I don't. Why do I have to have my parents? I, they, I need their permission because they might. You might be allergic to something that's in the sausage. <laughs> and she said, "Well, they didn't sound like very good organic sausages, then, did they, Mum? Well, they might have nuts in them." And you I see. thought that was a very funny anecdote, actually, from from a little one, and it made me think that really I'm enjoying the age that they are at the moment very much. And uh, I was wondering, you know, what age do you think that did you enjoy your kids the most? Because I'll tell you for for a fact, Mm. when Marley was first born, those first 10 weeks, I could have quite happily just deposited him in a cardboard box and left him in a bus stop. (laughs) I wasn't that keen on That's very honest of you. I mean, I thought he was a very nice, attractive child, Mm. but he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything of interest. No, well, they don't, do they? And about the 10-week mark, I thought, oh, what, what, what is this? And then he smiled what? and then it was, you know. What are they all going on about? Yeah, he was smile. He started smiling and doing a few other things. I thought, all right, he's a keeper. See, it's a funny thing that you say that because I, I felt the same thing. People say that as soon as you hold that newborn babe in your arms, you fall in love mm. with them. Mm, I think that's a fallacy. That didn't happen to me at all. No. No, it did not happen to me at all. But I mentioned a while back a, a particular moment when I was uh, sitting on the couch on a glorious day and I was breastfeeding mm. the baby and I think I had Beethoven or Mozart playing. Mm. And it was around about then that I fell in love with my baby. So how old would Mimi have been then? About the same, about uh, about three months, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, I, I mean, and I hated, I hated taking them to the park. And I hated those stupid, boring, sitting around playing shops and all that. But now they're fascinating. Well, that's they're because, really interesting. That's because you lie on the bed, uh, lie on the couch and, <laughs> I know. And, and, pr- and play dead. <laughs> I know. I was doing everything to avoid all that. But now they're at an age where they tell me about their lives and they come up with funny observations. And and I suppose, I suppose in the end, it's the longer that you know them, the more interesting they become. That's probably true, actually. And and the sort of the parenting goes through. Highs and lows mm. and highs and lows w- where it's rewarding and it's less rewarding and then it becomes more rewarding. And then the more they become their own people, the more interested and you become in them. My, mine is about to finish school, as you know, mm-hmm. and be, and begin her adventure as an adult. Mm. And this is starting to be endlessly fascinating to me. Yeah. And I love her more and more and I'm more and more proud of her mm. with her, each step she takes. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because some people are actually just in love with that baby stage. Mm. 
you know, I was watching some documentary about a woman who's had like 15 kids and when they get to about one and start walking, she's like over it. She wants to have another baby. One. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was never particularly, a, you know, a baby snatching kind of person. I'm still not. Mm. And I'm, I believe I may have discussed this before, so perhaps I won't go back there. But I, I am a little bit intolerant now towards <laughs> others, small ones. Have you ever brought that up? I didn't know that, Ange. Isn't that interesting? But uh, I must admit, when she was a, a small baby... I longed for that time, for that stage in her life when I could walk down the street holding her mm. hand. Well, you see, I've been longing ever since Maeve was really, really tiny to go shopping with her. And now we're getting to that age where we can go and have a girly day. Yeah. And I love all that. That's gorgeous, isn't it? It makes me incredibly shallow, I suppose. <sighs> but it is. It's about having a friend, you know, yeah, and that's being right. able to interact. That's right. Well, I loved the idea of just being able to walk along the street holding hands mm. with my little girl. Now, of course, she pushes me away most of the time. <laughs> clinging on to her. Please. I love you. Hold me. I love you. Don't let me go. I love you. <laughs> and she's moving off at a fast rate. She's pushing out from the shore. Into the sunset. Ah, oh, dear. You've got a little email from Glenn. I have, have got a little email from Glenn. our friend Glenn. Oh, it's a beauty, actually. It's a, a topic that we we almost began our podcasts with, Wendy. Mm. Uh, yes. He writes, I'm working in Sin- Singapore. Your podcast upset the Singaporeans. Uh, I bust my way to work with the occasional, occasional fit of laughter from your broadcast upsetting the usual stony silence. Ah, yeah. Um, a friend of mine was telling me one of her colleagues had a fall at work, to w- which, of course, I had to ask, at what age does one start having falls? We laughed, but as the faller was only in her 20s, we deduced that the communicator was the perpetrator as she was in her mid-40s. Oh, there you go. So I think that's probably a a very interesting observation. Just a little more to add to the had a fall puzzle because we were wondering why that happened. So it's not the age of the person that falls over. It's the age of the witness. It's the age of the person describing Mm. it. I mean, Mm. it could be you who Mm. has the fall, therefore you've had a fall. Yes. (laughs) But if somebody near you who's young falls over... Mm. She probably says, I fell over, but you say she had a fall. Oh, that's very interesting. Big Thank you, Glenn. Isn't it? Mm. I found out it's not just me, and it's been a huge relief. About what? I have a girlfriend who's the same age as me. She's two months older than me. Yeah. And we were sitting around having a chat the other day, and I said to her, do you feel old? She said, yes, I feel old. Ancient. Really? She said, I feel as old as the hills. <gasps> she said, sometimes I read in the paper that someone died at 58 and I think, oh, well, they've had a pretty good innings. Oh, no, I don't think that at all. And I thought, you know, that's that's kind of good because I actually feel quite old. I feel, well, you know what gets on my nerves? What gets really bugs me is that constantly, you know, you're being told that so-and-so looks good for their age, someone's, you know, mm. kept young and so-and-so's, you know, running and manages to be really vital and is still so active. And you know what? Sometimes I just want to have a really long lie down. I'm tired. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong I'm with old. that. I'm sort of getting a bit of arthritis oh, in my hands. I had a I, lie down only yesterday. But I want fact. to be able to feel that without feeling like that I've chucked the towel in too early. I think it's, you know, we have this idea these days that all of us are going to live till 90. 50, 50, mid, around your 50s, you're quite old, actually. No, I think, I think if you're dying in your mid-50s, you're dying young. Ish. 
<laughs> All right. But, you know, think of, you know, time gone by. People live to their 40s. A well, lot that's of true. No, that but, is you true. know, it was just a relief to meet someone who said, oh, geez, I feel old. I thought that was great because most people, like you, Immediately jump in. Oh, I feel so young. I feel so vital. I haven't said that at all. Yeah, but a lot of people do. It was a relief to meet someone who said, <laughs> I feel, I feel absolutely buggered. <laughs> you know what? I'm knackered. She should go for a walk. That'll fix her. <laughs> she might have a fall or get mugged. Why would she? Thank you very much for tuning in to our podcast. Uh, I'm not going to have a lie down. Yeah, go on. Oh, oh there goes the later. voice. See you later. abc.net.au slash local slash podcasts is where you'll find the whole suite of podcasts. Thank you for downloading us. Bye-bye. See ya.